0: Welcome back everyone this is the first full interview of 2020 and you are in for a real treat because if you've been working with me or following me for a while you have definitely heard me say that one of my favorite mantras lately is the less I work the more I make and today you're gonna get to hear from Louisa Jo who is kick ass at just this she works and helps people to scale their businesses faster with the right system so they can run multi-million dollar businesses with no full-time employees that's a big deal i'm sure that a lot of you listening want this Um, she focuses on growing your business faster by doing less we're going to learn a whole bunch of tips and tricks and strategies from her. So if this is your first time here, this is the Max Potential Habits podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Variantes. I'm the founder of NFA Coaching, and this is your place to come every week for tips, tricks, tools, inspirational interviews to help you optimize your habits so you can build a thriving business and love your life. So, Today, we have on Louisa, who is the creator of the Employee to Entrepreneur System, which teaches people how to leave their day job and start their own six figure business, plus, their six figure plus business, working for themselves. She's helped thousands of students launch their own businesses that generate anywhere from 30 to 100K in less than a year. Her advice has been featured in numerous online and print publications, including Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, Success Magazine, and more. So she is badass. We're psyched to have her here. Welcome onto the show today.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me here.
0: Yay. This is great. This is really exciting. I love it. So Louisa reached out to me through email and it took me a little while to get back to her. And when I read her bio, I was like, okay perfect fit for the show. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the industry of helping people scale their businesses?
1: Yeah. So it was just a series. I mean, that, you know, Steve Jobs quote, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. It was one of those situations where, uh, a few years ago I was working at a digital advertising startup. And at that time, I remember there were some personal events that had happened that made me think, okay, I need to have more control and flexibility in my life. I need to think about starting my own business. And so I spent a few years uh, really trying to figure out what can I do? You know, what do I even have an idea? How does this even work? All of the, the common startup obstacles. And eventually about after three years realized, oh, okay, I can take my job skills and help people with their Facebook ads. And so that's how I started. I went online at the time, it was Facebook groups, found people who were asking questions about this, and just started answering their questions. And eventually that led to someone asking me, Hey, how can I hire you? You obviously know what you're talking about. And so I was like, Whoa, this is working. And so I I did that. I built that business to six figures before I left my job. And then what had happened was, as I was building that business and after I'd left my job, people came up to me and were asking me, hey, how do you do it? how do you make a certain amount of money before you left? How did you replace your income? How'd you do your job and your business? And I remember thinking, hey, it took me about three years of a lot of failures and not even knowing what I didn't know to figure it out. So I think there's a huge gap here that I can fill to help people with that. And so thus started my current Uh, business, helping people go from employee to entrepreneur.
0: I love it. You know, it's so in alignment with what I do. And I, a lot of the people I work with, that's the shift that they're making is that shift from the, the the W-2 mindset to the entrepreneur mindset and how do you gear up for that and you know it's a very different world working for someone else versus working for yourself and it's part of the reason I love working with business builders is because of that drive and that mindset but you said something I really wanted to highlight you know you were talking about more control and flexibility so
1: you know from your perspective what are some of the benefits of building your own business? There's working for someone so else. <laughs> many. I, okay, so the you know top things, the most obvious things, right, which are just super important. Having control over your own life. I just remember, you know, when I was doing the corporate thing, that I would have to ask for. It felt like every little thing, right? Uh, can yeah. I? take time off. If you, I mean, some managers were better, but there were certain jobs I had where they ha- they were watching you by the clock. Like you had to be in by a certain time, couldn't leave before a certain time, things like that. And so it just felt like too, way too much, you know, let me be an adult and get, just get the job done, which I did. Um, so there's that, there's the flexibility. So At this point in my business, I work a lot fewer hours than I did a few years ago. And that is something that I knew from day one that I wanted to be able to build, to be able to take time off, spend time with my family, uh, do just other things aside from working in whatever I was doing. And then there's also the just feeling of actually making more of a difference. So When I was working my jobs, I was, you know, doing reporting, things like that, where yes, technically, I guess you can say it was really important uh, and helps the company, but it didn't feel like I was really making a difference. Whereas nowadays I see a client or I hear from a student who has done something awesome with their own business, and it's literally actually making a difference in their life. So I would say, I mean, there, there are a few other ones, but those are the top three that yeah. right away come to mind. That's awesome. Okay. So
0: I, well, I was something that's big on the radar and I want, I know you have a lot of wisdom here because of the transition you made from working for someone else into your own business, What were some of the roadblocks you ran into? The fears, the doubts—that happens for everyone I work with.
1: (laughs) So many. I mean, and that's why I was really careful to note. It took me three years before I even figured out what I could do, and it was staring in front of me. I mean, the the first fear I remember was is this even possible? Because I didn't grow up around any entrepreneurs. The only thing I knew was the nine to five. And when I told, started talking to my parents about it, they were like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. You know, like, don't even be thinking about that. That's not a thing. And so just it took me years before I just did so much research, saw so many other online businesses that I was like, okay, I'm starting to finally believe this is actually a real thing. It's not like a scam or a pipe dream. So that was a huge one. I will say another big one was just putting myself out there. So I'm an introvert, I'm a very private person. The idea, especially in the beginning, of oh, I have to write stuff online, right? I have to be visible, I have to potentially sell my services. Um, that just felt like, whoa, I'm not a used car salesman, you know? All of those uh, feelings definitely came up a really big way for me. And I definitely overcoming those was one of the hardest things I had to do.
0: Uh, yeah, that's big. And you know what you're saying in there, like the idea of belief, believing you can do it, seeing that it's possible, taking the actions, getting, getting over your own fears and blocks. But it makes sense. You know, when you come from a family that doesn't have entrepreneurs or you don't have a lot of entrepreneurs in your life or those models, it's like, It's a scary endeavor, but it's so exciting and there's so many bumps along the way. So many. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when you, how did you know when was the right time to go full-time entrepreneur and leave your job?
1: Yeah. So for me, I'm super risk averse. So I definitely don't fit into that stereotypical image that we might have as a society of, you know, the burn the the boats kind of entrepreneur. I was like, I, I knew I had a great job. I had gotten a great position, great salary, and I it wouldn't be super easy for me to find something on par with that if I left and my business didn't work out. So even though, and I, I wanna be careful to know, this was while I was thinking every other day, it felt like I wanted to leave. So sometimes I would call my parents and say, you know what, I haven't made any progress in my business, but I just can't stand working here another day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn in my notice next week. And it was all hot like, no, I, would, I didn't really mean it, even though I wanted to. Thankfully, yeah. my mom would say things like, sure, you know, why don't you have something <laughs> going before you leave first? And so what eventually happened was I didn't plan for it. I had set in my mind, look, if I make consistent uh, income by three months in a row, if I make like $10,000, then okay, maybe I'll leave. I hadn't set a certain set thing because I didn't know how it would turn out. At yeah. that time, to be honest, I was still thinking, is this really going to be possible to replace my, my income full time? And so what happened was then as I started really like the, everything came together, the, those three years of testing, learning, working on my belief. And within about four months, I made over six figures in sales. And so after that, it was kind of like, well, I don't have any space uh, and my schedule to take on any more clients and I can't really do both. So, all right, I have some good cash in the bank. If I don't believe it now, it's just, I'm never going to believe it. So let me just go for it. That, yeah. so that was when I did that.
0: Wow. That's awesome. So for you, it was, it was more of a sense of, of taking the leap and you had enough of a cushion and you just went for it. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, but, but you put in, it sounds like yeah. you put in quite a bit of work up front and, and make sure that you were stable. Exactly.
1: And, like I put. Yeah. I basically did every single thing I could to yeah. make sure. So, I mean, I had the business set up. I had uh, like maybe three, four months of clients lined up. I had a program ready to go after to launch after I, I left. And I mean, personally, I also took care of as much of my financial stuff as possible. Like I paid as much of my rent, like did like, yeah. you know, did all my healthcare stuff. Um, yeah. so everything possible. Yeah.
0: You, I, that's one of the benefits of being risk averse. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting because I see people do it both ways, you know, or some people just go, I'm all in, I cannot yeah. take it anymore. I've got to take the leap. It causes different types of stress. Yes. than it does to, to do two jobs at the same time, you know, so building your business in, uh, parallel to having your, you know, nine to five yeah. can be a different type of stress, but then leaving without the cushion is a different, you know, so it's all, it's all there. I think the common thread is that everyone is looking for freedom and doing what they love yes. and and having the possibility of making an unlimited amount of income. Absolutely. It's such a different reality, you know, so I left, I, it's weird. I've almost worked for myself my whole life. I, you know, I've almost it's, I, when I was a kid, I worked at Dairy Queen. <laughs> so I was you know, I was a W2 employee yeah. then and I worked at Cor I was the manager at Corning Revere and I had all these interesting jobs. And then I worked for my dad a lot, which felt kind of like entrepreneurship because he has is a serial entrepreneur and always taught me, You know, bookkeeping and business mindset and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I went to grad school, and that was almost, I would, I finished my two years of undergrad and then went straight into a PhD program. So it was like nine years in a row I was in school. Oh my gosh. And it's strange because you get a W 2 there. It's very, very, very low pay, but it feels like you're an entrepreneur because you structure all your time. No one really oversees what you do besides, you know, coursework. You have certain requirements, but it was, I've, I've, I feel like I had the benefit in a lot of ways of for years having to structure my own time and be self-regulated and produce without, you know, it's like, it was up to me to make it happen. I stri- I did all my lectures and those kind of things. So I had that. And when I left academia, I was like, okay, I'm all in. I similarly, I had saved up even with a really low income. I was really good at saving. So I saved up just a couple, like, I don't know, $5,000 maybe. yeah And I was like, I gotta make my business fly immediately wow you know like because I I thought okay worst case scenario I'll go get a job somewhere and then I'll just build my business on the side but Mm -hmm. I didn't have an option really because in academia you have to go all in and really hit the job market hard yeah and then you're all in and so I was like I'm not gonna move I don't want to get an academic job so I'm just gonna have to really hustle my ass off (laughs) and so I did you know I went to like eight networking events a week and I just went all Mm -hmm. in and I got and I Luckily, I lived on a very low income, so I was used yeah. to it already. Yeah. Um, but it was terrifying. You know, there were parts of it that were terrifying.
1: I can only imagine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you know, different, but but I love that we both have a similar outcome, and we're both yeah. powerhouse women. So high. I love five love it. To us. <laughs> high five.
1: <laughs>
0: so tell us more. Okay, so you sound like a master at systems. So I want to hear about that. Share with us, you know, what you found in helping people build systems so that they work less and, and when you say work less, what what does it really mean? Let's, let's clarify that. Yeah,
1: I love that we're clarifying this. So when I say work less, I mean that if you are starting your business in mind, knowing it's not. It's not like you're going to, you know, build something where you sit by the beach and drink margaritas all the time. Let's be, right. about yes. that, right? But you're <laughs> like, oh, I want to do something meaningful. I want to make a great income and I want to not be working maybe 24 seven or 40 hours a week, even whatever that is. If you start with that end goal in mind, then what you need to do is figure out, all right, well, what, like, I'm an engineer by training. So I'm always like, okay, let's talk about the numbers and things. So what product are you going to look like? Is it one product or what product suite is going to bring you to that? Then you back into how many do you need to sell to make that income every month, quarter, year, whatever that looks like. And then you back into the, okay, so now that I have the baseline products in place of my business model and how I'm going to make the income I want to make, working hours I want to work delivering it, whether through a course or one-on-one or some, something in between, then it goes to, all right, how am I going to get people who find me to learn about my program and buy if they're interested? So that's, that's a conversion system.
0: Yeah. And when
1: I say that, I'm talking about things like maybe a webinar or an email funnel or something like that. Then once you have that in place, you add in the traffic to to drive people to that funnel that you've built. And so that could be through, uh, I mean, so many different channels, social media, YouTube, your own blog, paid traffic, um, Facebook ads, for example, right? So identifying which of those traffic sources might be the best for you, given your industry, given where you are, given the time, the resources you have to commit to whichever traffic source. And I usually recommend starting with one that you can really master. For me personally, I started with Facebook ads because that's what I knew as well. Um, But with each traffic source, there are things you have to know, like for Facebook ads, it's all right, what, how much can I afford to uh, spend on a lead at this cost? What, based on, you know, my conversion rates, how much am I going to get in return? And so different things for different traffic sources, identifying one, really nailing that. I mean, it took me months and months of testing before I really nailed down, all right, this targeting, this ad copy, this type of front end offer for my Facebook ads funnel will be profitable. And then scaling that to hit the income goal that you want. And so in terms of the other systems that really make this possible, it's the back end delivery and customer support. And so like, again, emphasizing in the beginning, in the first, I would say two years of my business, I worked so much. I worked like ridiculous. It felt like I was working all the time, you know? And um, that's because I was really setting up the systems. I was setting up these funnels and I was creating procedures and processes for other people, my contractors to follow to handle, for example, customer support questions or for my ads manager to know, okay, these are the things we need to focus on, so on and so forth. So that eventually what you have is, well, it's, this is my system for lead generation or multiple systems. This is my system for conversion. This is how we deliver it. And then once you have that and you've got the processes documented, it's a lot easier to outsource. And I mean, it's less work for your contractors as well, because it's really straightforward. There's no you know, emergency situations where you have to put out unforeseen fires. And that, what that allows you to do is to outsource accordingly, decide what you're going to do and how much time you're going to spend, and then let the systems work.
0: Awesome. It
1: sounds incredible. So, so walk us through, like, give us an example
0: of a typical client is, so someone's coming to you, they're in a nine to five and they're like, okay, I have this particular skill set. I like what I'm doing and I want to take it online so that I can scale and then yes work for myself. Yes. So you will, do you have a prepackaged system that you get? I them? do. I do. Okay. So-
1: I mean, I, I help my clients in a few ways. The most common is through a course, which is essentially a system that walks them through going from employee to entrepreneur. And I mean, that's the name of my course too. So really straightforward. Nice. And so the process I walk people in that specific situation through is, um, so I'm just going to use a, I, I work with a lot of people who end up wanting to be career coaches because you know, they've done really great things in their career and they're like, I, I'm, I have so much to share with other people. And so the first thing would be to identify, okay, what is, what can you offer as a career coaching? Is it something else? And then how do you package it? And what I always recommend starting with for this specific situation is to start with coaching with one-on-one. So there are a few reasons for that. There you can charge a more premium price. So, um, I mean, if you do the math, right, let's say you charge $2,000, you only need to work with 50 clients a year to hit that six figure mark. And that's just one example, um, a lot more doable than 500 or 5,000 clients in a year. Yeah. Uh, also you get to learn about your audience because no one is born or starts with marketing or sales skills about their business. So you get to understand through talking to people, Oh, this is why this person ended up buying from me. Right. And also, you get to work with clients. So, you get to refine your, because you have your knowledge, but it's another skill set to coach someone on that knowledge. So, you get to build that skill set and also refine your process for whatever it is you're teaching health coaching, relationship, you know, career coaching, whatever it is. And that, And and finally, through doing that, you get awesome testimonials because you holding someone's hand one-on-one is almost always going to help them get better results than them following a course, no matter how good it is. It's just a completely different type of support. And so for all of those reasons, I'll say, okay, so this is the offer. This is the plan to get enough to replace your income. And now let's talk about how you're going to get clients. And so what I always recommend, I have what I call the three-prong approach. And it's basically the the short-term prong, which is what's the lowest hanging fruit around you? Do you know someone who would be interested in getting your help? And I make it very clear, this is not like going up to random people, you know, like, oh, hey, please buy from me, right? It's if people, for example, we'll stick with career coaching. If people have asked you for career advice in the past, well they're probably interested you know or health coaching if you've lost weight and people have always asked hey how do you do it how do you keep the pounds off there's there's interest there and so following that seeing if there's someone within your network your acquaintances your acquaintances acquaintances who would be interested in working with you that's a great way to get started then we go to the middle term prong which is all right what's online that you can get easier access to Uh, to people? Is it uh, some form of, most likely it's some form of social media. Then we look at based on your industry, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram, what's the best platform for you to connect with your audience. After that, that helps you learn a little bit more about what content to create, to uh, attract your clients and then finally move into okay now now at this point the cool thing is you've refined your process for helping people through coaching clients so you have a process you know what drives people to buy from you versus not buy from you and um you've gotten testimonials you've gotten revenue and so you're able to start building a real system where you've got that email sequence, whatever the front end looks like, maybe a webinar, a PDF, you are focusing on one traffic source because now you know what to say because you know what draws people to you and you're starting to systematize your delivery as well. So all of that step-by-step, step, I mean, I just gave a super condensed summary, yeah. but that is really what moves you through uh, being able to go from employee to entrepreneur.
0: Awesome, so valuable. And I love it because it's so validating of the process that I've gone through, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, I go, oh, first year in business. It. I have really believed and told people one, you know, for coaches and consultants, you've got to work one-on-one exactly so that you know, your audience, you know, who you're talking to, you know, their pain points, you know, the solutions you can test your, you can test your
1: set in that
0: expertise.
1: Exactly. And this is so important because I do have a lot of people who come to me and say, you know what, I want to do courses. I want to do group programs. And I'll say, that's great. Start with one-on-one, even if it's just a handful of clients, because when you're creating a course in a vacuum, again, no matter how well you know your stuff, you don't know how other people are going to respond and have questions about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. It's I, I, about midway through last year. So it's my first year in full-time business. Yeah, And I was like, I want to do a course. And I started creating it. And luckily I I knew enough to not create the whole thing. And, you know, I kind of wanted to build it as they come. (laughs) And it was, it was a great concept, but I, it was way too much, you know, it was like, I was teaching kind of at this level of like, I, it was a 66 day course because habit development takes 66 days on average. There's lots of yeah. variation there, but you know, so I was like, Oh, I'll do a 66 day course. It'll be a video every day. And people will like really transform their money. It was money magnet habits. and But the videos were like 45 minutes long. And I had a couple people yeah. test it and they're like, Amanda, way too much information. (laughs) People can't, you know, you need quick wins and people are just going to be blown out and then they're going to feel like they failed. And I was like, Oh, okay, you're right. (laughs) So it was really great information for me though, to realize, and you know, and then I started getting a lot more into understanding marketing and looking at what, at the model of scaling a coaching business. And just like you're saying, you know, it's that idea of one-to-one, one-to-few, one-to-many. And scaling that way over time and I tend you know something I'm curious for you have you seen how fast can that process be for people
1: yeah so it I mean, it is so different for each person. It really depends on, you know, where you are in terms of even your belief, your confidence. Uh, Some people, for example, will have, will join my program. They'll have spent maybe a few years not doing anything, but thinking about it and preparing themselves. So they'll come and they'll just take off right away. And so it's really different. I've seen a range. I have had some students who within a few months, they've left their job, they've replaced their income, they're, you know, they're like just taking off. Um, and then there are other students who take a few years. They'll like join my program one year. They might, you know, be tinkering with it, go quiet for a year or two and then come back and then be like, Hey, I'm, I was ready. I did this and surprise. Right. So it's just, it's such a wide range. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. And it also makes sense. It depends on what you're developing and what your product is and what your ideas are and those kind of things. This is a funny question, but, uh, some of the online leaders I've listened to will say every single person has an online course in them. Do you think that's true?
1: I do. Uh, I mean, there are a few exceptions. I found in general that my, the the people who come to me tend to have a few years of job experience under their belts. So they've had the time to personally mature a little bit. They also you know, have that confidence that comes with experience. And so it doesn't have to be a lot of years, it's going to be, you know, decades, but having that usually really helps. That aside, you know, I, I truly do believe, yes, everyone has at least one course inside of them. Absolutely. I like to, I wanted to ask you that because I think, you know,
0: sometimes people go, well, there's not, I don't have any ideas or there's nothing that I could think of to build a business, to create anything from. And I I always go, when we're really good at something, we forget and take for granted that other people aren't really good at that thing. So huge. It's so true. Right. So it's like noticing. So, so for that starting place for people, what advice would you give for them to start kind of stepping into that brainstorm mode and going, what
1: could I possibly? Yeah. So the first thing I would recommend is, uh, more of like a mindset reframe, which is you're not looking for an idea right? You're not looking for like the next Facebook or Amazon. You just need something that other people are willing to pay for, which means you can release the pressure of, I need to be creative. I need to think of something new. It needs to be like this wild, amazing new thing. And instead reframed, okay, a business is simply solving a problem that others are willing to pay for. It doesn't even have to be a new problem or new solution. Right? And so then from that point of be writing down, what are all the things that I can help someone with? Like, that because of my experience, my job skills, my hobbies, what, whatever, and writing that down. And everyone has a list. Like for me, when I started, I was in the same place. So I can speak to that. I thought, oh, I have no idea, right? I, can't, I don't have any ideas. What could I possibly do? I wrote, I wrote this down. I was like, oh, I, I'm good at Microsoft Excel. I did that and might use that all day in my job. Um, I'm good at giving people career advice because I actually have friends come to me and ask me, you know, how did you do this and that? Um, and then my job skills. And so when I first started, before I even realized, oh, I can be doing advertising consulting, I actually started a Microsoft Excel business. And when I was looking around at that, there were people making multiple seven figures teaching Microsoft Excel. And so it's like the most, you would think, you know, mundane, boring, unsexy thing, but it's not about how sexy or cool the idea, it's about how useful is it. Yeah.
0: I, I love this. You know something you said a while back that stands out to me is you said your the name of your your program is employee to entrepreneur. Yes. and it's so straightforward, and it's yes. something that I love because I so I I can get really stuck in like oh I gotta come up with yes. all these creative fun ideas and yes. really it's like people just want to know what they're getting. And exactly. it's, that's I what
1: mean, they want, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I so agree. I mean, clear is always best. Yeah, I yeah. have a few stories where I got a little bit too creative with the other courses I later on, um, created. And so, for example, I have a course that um, teaches you how to create your own course and launch it. Uh-huh. And when I first created that, I was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, be smart and cute with the name. And I called it launched and loaded, you know, a play on earth. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, it afterwards the, the launch didn't do as, the first time didn't do as well as I thought it would. And I was surveying my people. They're like, I didn't know what it was about. You yeah. know, well, yeah. I thought maybe it was about launching your business or waiting until you had launched your business and then getting loaded. I was like, no. Yeah, so, so yeah. I actually ended up re-renaming the course because of that.
0: What, what is it called now?
1: ultimate course launch
0: ultimate course. So, yeah, yeah. So much, yeah, yes, so much yes. more straightforward. Yeah. I, it took me a, a while in, in learning marketing strategy to go, Oh, be simple and straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> <all this. laughs> you know, it's always it, it, when people know what they're, they're getting and you're targeting what they really want it makes a lot more sense. Oh, <laughs> so it's great advice. Um to, I, I'm curious when you say running a multi-million dollar business with no full-time
1: employees, what are some of the systems you have in place to do that? Yes, absolutely. So I want to make clear that I have I've quite a few contractors, right? And you know, they work different hours. So that's really key. Um it's not like I'm doing it all on my own yeah. or that you know people aren't spending a decent amount of time. Yeah. And so this this goes back to what we were talking about earlier the systems um, in an online business and and this was influenced early on like about five six years ago with um, certain books uh, like uh, Gino Wickman's book traction where he talks a lot about this the um, what else yeah I, I would say that's one of the main books that really influenced my thinking around this where I realized okay Uh, The beauty of an online business is that overhead is low. It's relatively straightforward. You don't have to worry about things that other businesses do, like maybe inventory or um, production or anything like that. And so once I created my course, it was really simple. And my course is, it's, okay, there's the the different types of lead gen marketing. What's that going to look like? Uh, There's sales. What is that going to look like? And then there's the operations, the delivery, the customer support, tech, things like that. And then my finance team. And so basically that's how I ended up organizing the structure of my business, like my org chart, basically. And under marketing, it was all of the things that were uh, related to getting more awareness. And so that is broken into the different types of content I have. So it started out with adverts, pay traffic, right? Facebook, YouTube, things like that. Um, And really finding an ads manager to help me and set up that process for this is how much we spend. This is how we monitor these. This is our process for brainstorming new ad ideas. And then, As I gradually over the years added new traffic sources, like YouTube, blogging, uh, things like that. Then for each one, I would focus on it for a set amount of time, figure out what the process is going to be, figure out what I could outsource. So another example for my YouTube videos, I post one video a a week. And uh, what I do at this point is I sit down, I batch record on certain days, and then that is like me, I'm done for a month, two months, three months, um, at one point I tested adding in an editor to the process. It didn't really make a difference in how much people enjoyed the videos. So I said, okay, I don't need to do that. Right. So another piece is I will absolutely invest in amazing team members and in my business, but if something's not needed, I'm not going to do it just for my ego. Just be like, Oh, I, my videos are fancier and I have an editor. Right. So that's a key piece as well. Yeah. Um, and then I found a contractor who was really good at helping me upload the, the videos, add the descriptions, things like that, make sure the video is optimized. I have a contractor who creates my thumbnails. So we have a, a pass along, you know, my videos, um, I, I, they get transcribed, they get sent to my thumbnail guy, they get sent to the, the final team to upload. And so it's a very, you know, step-by-step process. There are no surprises. So I do that for every piece in my business. And that's what really allows all of us to basically, no one's, you know, working like a a full-time job. I mean, a lot of my contractors also have other clients as well, but it's very much I know what I need to do. I know when I need to do it for each person. I know what time I can take off, and it's just we're able to do things that we enjoy. Each of us and yeah. and go on and enjoy our lives as well.
0: Yeah, uh, I love this, and I want to point out for listeners because there's so much gold in what you just described. And and one of the things, um, have you read Atomic Habits, James Clear? By I James I Clear. Have it. Really interesting book. And I've been saying it on a lot of my podcasts recently because I've read it a few times. I mean, this is the Max Potential Habits podcast, right? So I'm really into habits. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing he says is we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Mm. And I love that because, you know, it's like, okay, we can set these lofty goals, but if we don't have the systems in place to, to create what it needs to be done to get to the goals. We're never going to get there. And so, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that first you started out by testing the systems yourself, figuring out what it is that I even need a system for, and then delegating it and delegating it to the right people who are really good at that one aspect who really enjoy it. Instead of trying to hire one person who can do a whole bunch of things, you subcontract it out to people who are masters in that area and love what they're doing. And that's a masterful art of delegation. Delegation
1: should always make you money, not cost you money. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, speaking of great books, one of the first books I read um, in this space was The the E-Myth, right? Where he talks exactly about that. The the problem that so many uh, small business owners have with trying to delegate everything to one person. Yeah. And that was made such a big difference to me at the time, because I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to, I know I'm going to make some mistakes, but this is one I'm not going to make. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, I'm a, I teach value. So it's living
0: in your genius, you're really in your zone of genius, create, tapping into your genius juice, doing what you really love. And so why would you want to hire one person who's doing a whole bunch of tasks they don't love? It's like exactly. hire the master in that area, what they're good at. And I think, you know, for startups and people who are listening, who are or entering into business and just getting started, you know, I think it often, well, I always teach the philosophy that you need to know what's going on in your business first before you can masterfully delegate it out. Oh, absolutely. And you, but usually people delegate too late, you know, Mm -hmm. so they take something too long and it'd be better to push a little bit. If someone can do what you do at an 80% level, delegate it out. I love that, and that yeah. way you get to do what you love every day. Yes, um, yeah, which makes all the difference, right? Because then you wake up inspired instead of getting up going, I have to, exactly. I must, I don't enjoy this, I feel drained. Instead, exactly. you get up and you're like,
1: I'm on fire, I get right? To do that. And I mean, the key thing you have to remember is, is for a small business, you are responsible for driving the growth. So if yes. you're too stuck in the weeds and you have no energy or excitement that business is gonna stall, even if you're you know, saving a little bit of money by doing everything yourself.
0: Yes, yes, such good advice for everyone listening, no matter what stage of the game you're in. So powerful. Let's see, so I wanna ask, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else really specific. I mean, it sounds to me like you, I love the way you systematically think and implement. And, and in a lot of ways are, are with that risk aversion, it's like you're going step by step through the process and scaling in a very methodological way that's, that doesn't feel stressful and chaotic, you know? And then that helps people succeed because they're not, there's a roadmap for it. Yes. I, I love that. Tell us what, you know, if you, you've been in business, you said three three or four years? No, going on six years. Going on six. Okay. Going on six. In those six years, you know, if you could tell everyone listening, what's one big lesson
1: that you wish you had known, what would it be? Oh my gosh. There are so (laughs) many. Okay. So I would say the biggest lesson is focus on long-term versus short-term growth and goals. Okay. And this is so much easier said than done. I say this knowing that. And what I mean is I will see people who work with me and join my programs. And they're like, look, I got this one rejection. I, I thought I was gonna make six figures within six months and I haven't yet. Okay, I'm so disappointed, right? And yes, we're human, we're going to be disappointed. But when you take a step back and think in terms of the bigger picture, One rejection in terms of you're building an asset that's going to last you for life, right? Or not hitting a certain income goal within a few months. So what in terms of, well, in a few years, you're going to have it, right? So not being so focused on, okay, I'm going to make this amount of money each month. Although caveating that there does need to be a bit of that. You need, you do need to be focused on short-term revenue as well. Otherwise you're going to go out of business, but not obsessing about it. Like, oh, it's the end all be all right? And instead focusing on, okay, well, what's my big picture goal? If it means for the short term, I need to sacrifice a little bit of revenue. So one good example is if someone's like, look, I want to make this much money right now. I'm going to book myself full with one-on-one clients. There's a time and place for that. Absolutely. But then you have to think if you're spending, let's say 40 hours a week working with one-on-one clients, how much energy are you going to have to be creating your course, setting up your next program, building out traffic sources, right? And so- there's going to be a trade-off. Maybe you book yourself at 60 or 70% and then spend even 30% of the time working on long-term. So really keeping that in mind that with a business, you really are in it for, it doesn't have to be for life, but really for a good amount of time. And really keeping that in mind so that sometimes when you need to trade off a short-term goal for a long-term goal, you're able to make that choice so that you're able to ultimately create the business in life that you want.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, this is so much gold <laughs> because you know, I hear a lot of people, they exactly like you're saying, they'll start and they're six months in and they're like, it's not happening fast enough. And of course we all want it to happen fast, but one of the beauties of building a long-term business is that you're building for long-term gain. Yes. And so in the short term, you've got to be able to delay gratification a little bit. Exactly. And see the long-term vision and, you know, exactly what you're saying. It's like, you're always future forecasting and going, okay, if I have, I I have only this, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Right. And so how am I going to allot my time to scale up over the years? And I think it's probably one of my greatest strengths and weaknesses is my impatience. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I agree. Yes. So, exactly. like, you know what you're saying? I'm like, oh, I have to remind myself all the time, like, because I model myself after, you know, the coaches that are going multi million a year. And I'm like, that's what I want. And I see it and I see the path and I can do it. But I'm like, I want it now. You
1: know, yes. and I've had to really I, Yeah. I do love that you mentioned this because I agree. It is like, you don't want to be sitting on your butt all the time. You're like, it's just going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, I'm the same way. I'm very impatient. I remember um, in the very beginning of my business, I was the same way. I was like, look, I need to cross seven figures in this amount of time, and I'm just going to go all in. So there was definitely that impatience that really and- – it made yeah. a big difference. That's the reason I was able to hit my goals. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then there was also the, at certain points when I did have to take a step back, I had to be like, okay, I'm going to rein in this impatience for a little bit <laughs> for the long term. So it's, yeah. it's yeah. double edged
0: sword. It is. It's, uh, it's fascinating. And I agree. You know, it's like, it's why I've gotten where I am fast and it's why I'll get where I want to go fast. But it's also, there's those moments where it's like, relax a little bit enjoy the process it's a long journey and it, it to me it's a lifelong journey like I'm building my business doing what I love so I don't ever want to not do it you know and I don't you know when I say the mantra at the beginning of like the less I make the less I work the more I make it's not about not working I don't ever want to not work I love what I do but I don't want to have the work feel drudgerous and challenging I want it to feel well challenging and that I'm growing but not yes. drudgerous <laughs> yes, okay. I want it to feel like ah, oh, I'm relaxed. I'm in flow. I have faith that it's all going to work. I'm resourceful and I can delegate and I can, you know, those kind of things. It's like yes. this, it's a more of a flow state than a fear state. Yes. And it's a, it's an, it's a allowing and, and receiving than it is a forcing and a pushing. Yes. And so it's, it's, it's so, it's so fun to build a business and it takes a masterful mindset. So before we go into ha- your, your top three habits, I want to ask you what, what would you say is one of your top mindset tricks when you get
1: self-doubting, impatient, fearful. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, it's simple, but it's so powerful. I'll just pull up, uh, you know, my computer and a blank Google document and just type out what I'm thinking. So what that does is it makes me Like really sit and I'll set a timer. Sometimes I might do it for like 20 minutes or I might even say, you know, I'm going to be focused on this for an hour so that I keep the document up. Even if I go do something else, I come back to this because like that, it takes a while to kind of really pull up your thoughts and that will help me get clear on why am I scared? Right. Where's that coming from? What am I really thinking? Because the first fear or negative thought that you have often isn't like the core one that's creating it. So that'll help me get really clear on what's going on. Once I understand that, then I know how to address it.
0: Yes. such gold.
1: Most people don't know that and don't do that. And
0: really just that alone, articulating the actual problem can solve the whole problem.
1: It really does. And you know, the thing is also, it's tough to do. No, who wants to sit down and spend time thinking about their negative thoughts and be like, Oh no. Right. So that in and of itself is like tough to get yourself to really do. That's great advice. I love it. Okay. So tell us what are your top three max potential habits that you think got you
0: where you are today?
1: Yes. Number one, absolutely ruthless focus. So throughout every stage of my business, I've only been focused on maybe one or two. So in the beginning, getting one-on-one clients, helping them get amazing testimonials, then, you know, mastering paid traffic, then creating the best course possible, then creating the best high-end coaching program, like one thing at a time. So yes. like, that's, that's it. I didn't try like in year one, year two, even year three, I wasn't building organic traffic. I wasn't on YouTube or wherever, because I know I'm going to get to it, but right now this is more important. So awesome. that's number one. Oh yeah, go ahead. But
0: I was going to say, I mean, that's incredible. And I love you. It's ruthless focus in not too many directions. Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Go for it. number two, um,
1: number two, this is a very common one, but so important investing in myself really. I mean, all investments are, I'll come to investing in myself, but investing in myself specifically through mentors and coaches. So over the years I've worked with so many different people and what I will do is another side tip. Don't hire out of fear. I used to do that. Like, Oh, this person has such a great name. You know, if I miss this opportunity to work with them, I'm just going to so miss out. Learn my lesson there. Nowadays, I hire for very specific reasons. Is there one thing I want to learn from this person? Have they, you know, done something that I want to do? And what am I going to really do to get the most out of this investment? And so really not being afraid to make that investment. At this point in my um, business and life, I've invested over a million dollars in different ventures. And so just like being able to do that and knowing I'm going to make that investment back one way or another tenfold a hundredfold you know so believing in yourself really and then i would say max habit number three is just taking a step back um at certain points and regrounding in the long term Mm. so it can be really easy to get stuck in the weeds of oh hey i did so well uh this year or this month financially and i'm amazing and just as equally it can be um attempting to look at yourself and say, Oh, I didn't hit this goal. I didn't do as well as so-and-so. And I feel so bad about myself. And both of those are really negative. When you take a step back, I, and you know, I've been through all of this where the you had to make the money to pay the bills and all of those things. So I get it. Right. But at the end of the day, it's about you living your life, you doing the things that are meaningful to you. And in the grand scheme of things, right. You, it's, it's not going to make that big of a difference if you hit, missed your goal by a little bit or exceeded it by a lot. Like Yes, be grateful for the great times. Be prepared for the bad times because there are always ups and downs, but know that that doesn't affect your personal like, value or worth or long-term goals.
0: I wish I was right next to you to give (laughs) you like jumping high fives. That was awesome. So much value. Okay. I'm certain people are going to want to work with you. So give us... So you do one-on-one coaching. You have courses. Tell us what you yes, what you have to Yes. Offer. So
1: I mean, there are. I have quite a few courses, and the best way to really learn about them and to really get on my email list, which is where I communicate all of that, is by going to actually getting first getting the special PDF I have here for your listeners. It's um, a PDF about really the escape velocity plan for building your own six-figure online business or coaching consulting business specifically um, to. Go from employee to entrepreneur, and awesome. that PDF is at louisajo.com slash gift. And so, I'm just going to spell my name really quickly because it doesn't, uh, isn't spelled how it sounds. It's L U I S A Z as in zebra, H O U.com/slash gift. And if you get on that, that'll share with you some of my programs and get you on my. List. That's really the best way. Um, from time to time, I do open my high-end coaching program, which is one-on-one support from me, but in a group setting. So at this point, I don't do one-on-one. So anyone who's like, oh, you know, someone's telling me to do one-on-one, I don't want to. Look, a light at the end of the tunnel. You don't have to. You can build your business the way you want, right? So um, that's good good news. Um, and so those are the really, that's the main way I'm also on, um, Instagram, right? Luisa.jo. I have a YouTube channel, same thing, Louisa Joe. Uh, so nice. all those are really great ways to, to connect with me and just stay in touch.
0: Perfect. And for everyone listening, I'll have all of that in the show notes too. So there will be a direct link there for you to log right in and get her PDF. So easy peasy, get it. It sounds incredible. You have brought so much gold today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, wow. I just, it, yes, I will definitely be promoting you and your courses because I think I, there's a lot of people that come to me that are looking for ways to build online businesses and get into that arena, you know, and as I market myself more and, and learn about myself more and, and develop it, my area of expertise, I've really realize I'm like I'm a mindset and habits coach for business builders so this is the place where I bring people together as resources for the people who are coming to me you know and I love to have a wide variety of resources and what you have to offer sounds incredible so thank you so much it's been really great for everyone who's listening, I would love it. Both of us would love it. If you'd take a screenshot, blast this out to your social media channels, put both of our hashtags on there and, and share one gold nugget you got from today. You know, whether oh it was a, an idea, a habit, a system, something you want to implement, anything along those lines, and just connect with us and let us know that we're impacting you and, and then help us spread the word. And that's what I've got for you today. Thanks for being here, Louisa. You rock. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Awesome. All right, everyone. I will be back soon. I hope you have an incredible week where you drive and feel alive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to NFACoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus, links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you
1: can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.